Welcome to another episode of A Beggar Who Found Bread. I'm Brad Alexander, your host and resident beggar who found bread and is making it available for all who are hungry. Because I kind of think that's the right thing to do. Because we're all hungry at some point in our lives, aren't we? And we try to satisfy our hunger with pretty much everything this world has to offer. And then we still end up longing, looking for something else. And there's only one thing that's going to truly satisfy that hunger. That's the bread of life. Messiah Yeshua. Christ Jesus. This episode, The Needle and the Damage Done. It is my all-time favorite Neil Young song, by far. Um, It is a haunting and beautiful song. Talks about heroin addiction and... For just about the last year, I've been working with men and women struggling with heroin addiction. And so that song it hits me even deeper now. But for the purposes of this podcast, we're actually going to talk about a different needle. The ink needle. Yeah, we're going to talk about tattoos. Are tattoos biblical? Should followers of Messiah get tattoos? Now I'm going to start off by saying... I have tattoos, okay? Many of them. And I got a lot of them as a Christian. And I was of the mindset, yeah, the law doesn't apply to Christians. I took to picking and choosing, which laws did apply, though, of course, because, you know, I wanted to be able to get angry when I saw some people breaking certain laws. But other ones that were less convenient to me, hmm, Yeah, those ones probably aren't so important. That was my attitude. So I am not coming from an angle of condemnation here. I am coming from a place of humility with a heart of grace and mercy. Leviticus 19.28 says, You are not to make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead or make any tattoo marks on yourself. I am Adonai. Now, when I was getting tattoos, I had heard people say, well, it's a certain type of tattoo. There's a specific type of tattoo being referred to in that passage. So not really the ones that we get in modern days. It was really, really specific. And then, of course, you know, there was always just taking the Apostle Paul out of context and saying, well, I'm not under the law. And for a really good teaching on that and much of Paul's epistles, I would suggest watching 119 Ministries, The Pauline Paradox. It is an incredibly in-depth study into how much the Apostle Paul has been taken out of context by the modern church. Excellent teaching, uh, and they will stack scripture on top of scripture and really uh, really do their best to be exegetical in in that study. So exegetical. Exegetical? Okay. Tomato. Tomato. At any rate, here's what we know. That scripture observant Jews have always been opposed to tattoos. And For just about 2,000 years, scripture-observant Christians were also opposed to tattoos. But 
as our society changed and tattoos became less of a social taboo, some Christians started following suit. I got my first tattoo B.C., before Christ, if you will. And then I got many more, as I said, after I surrendered my life to God through Messiah. And we find reasons to validate and to justify getting tattoos, particularly if we get, you know, a scripture or a cross, something with a Christian theme or of a biblical nature. I'm glorifying God with my body. Yeah, I I am certain that that is not what that passage means, okay? Getting a tattoo with, you know, a Christian symbol on it, that's not glorifying God with our body, okay? Let's just put that fire out right now. And we can, you you know, we try to justify by saying, well, it's a witness, you see, because it's a cross and, you know, maybe someone's going to have a conversation with me about it or they'll see that I I love Jesus because I have a cross tattoo on my arm. And some of us think that, well, it, it makes us more relatable when people see, you know, we've got tattoos, we're down to earth, we're approachable that way. And unfortunately, not one of these is a valid reason to break God's law. There is no valid reason, BTW. But but none of those are scriptural justification for getting a tattoo. They're just not. And some would say, well, hold on a second. Paul said he became all things to all men that he might save some. Okay, again, contextualize that. Because... What you're telling me, using that scripture as your justification, you're telling me that Paul became a lawbreaker to save lawbreakers. Well, of course he didn't. To the liar, did he become the liar? To an adulterer, did he become an adulterer? God forbid it. No, he didn't. And so, no, it is not a valid argument to say, I'm going to transgress God's law, which is the definition of sin, in order to be more relatable. We're told in Romans that we're not to conform ourselves to the ways of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, that we can prove the will of God. We are to be different, set-apart people. Set-apart, kadosh in Hebrew, which means holy. One of the differences people should notice about us, followers of Messiah, is that we don't get caught up in every whim, every fad, and every trend to be relational. That's not how we love our neighbors. See, if we truly want to relate to people, we go to the basic needs, go to the foundation. What do people need? Okay, we love our neighbors as we love ourselves. So, how do we love ourselves? Well, we make sure we've got food, shelter, and clothing and a relationship with the living God through Messiah Jesus. There you go. So, to love our neighbors and to relate to our neighbors, to be relational to them, let's meet them there, making sure that we love them, that they have food, clothing, shelter, and a relationship with the living God through Messiah Yeshua. That's how we become relational. That is where we are to be relational, not by lowering our standards so that we'll be accepted. We lower our standards, we, we break God's law, and then we can tell them about God and how we're his children. But 
don't worry because we don't have to obey our father's rules. They don't matter. We just can't do that, people. That's a false witness. I've got a buddy. He's a, a pastor. Good, very good friend of mine. And uh, like me, he has ink. And we had conversations. And uh, I told him that especially when I preach as a guest at other churches, I make sure that my ink is covered because I don't want it to be a distraction or a stumbling block. If I offend people, I want it to be by God's word that they are offended, hopefully to a place of repentance. I want to offend people with the gospel, not with my personality, not with anything else. I want it to be the gospel and God's word. And again, hopefully that offends them to the point of repentance. And he said to me, no, if they don't like my tattoos, I'll go in with my sleeves rolled up. And if they don't like my tattoos and won't listen to me because I have ink, they can just not invite me back. And I was really taken aback by that attitude from this guy. He's a brother. I love him. And it just really floored me that that was his mindset. That having the ink was, was more important than people hearing the message of the gospel. And I don't, I don't think he would break it down and equate it that way. But it just, I, I, didn't, I didn't receive it very well, that, that attitude. And here's the thing, as I, as I began digging into the scriptures, looking back at the whole of scripture, and please check out the Crazy Train episode of this podcast for more on that story, how that started in my life, and there will be at least one future podcast that breaks that down a little bit more, how I got, how I got started on this journey looking to the whole of scripture and how God opened my eyes to the truth of his word from Genesis through Revelation. But I, I began awakening to the whole of Scripture and recognizing that, yes, it is applicable. From Genesis to Revelation, God's word is applicable to his children today. The Old Testament and New Testament, Tanakh and Brit Hadasha, the Torah, the writings, and the prophets, the Gospels, Epistles, and Revelation. However you want to break that down, it's all for God's children, Jew and grafted in Gentile. So I had just started seeing God's word in this way with fresh eyes. And a friend sends me this video. And my friend, you know, wrote a little, a little note along with the video saying, hey, this, this really made me think of you because even with all your tattoos and stuff, no one can deny your love for Christ. And I was like, wow, okay, so I'll check this video out. Well, the video was a young man preaching about how it's okay to get tattoos as a Christian because God knows our heart. And if our heart is for God, it's okay to get tattoos. And the, the boiled down version of that message this, this guy was saying was telling people basically it doesn't matter if we obey God as long as our heart is good. And dude, I was crushed. I was convicted after watching that. It hurt me because I had set forth an example to this friend of mine that, yes, I did. I love God. 
I do. And, and I'm grateful that they saw, they could see his light reflected in and through me in spite of my tattoos, but not because of my tattoos. And, and it just, it hurt me that this person was agreeing with, with the young man teaching this video that it's okay to break God's law as long as our heart is good. And I, I translated that to my marriage. Because when you think about it, if anyone on this planet knows my heart, it's my bride, my amazing wife of 31 years. And if anyone knows me and my heart, it's her. So following this guy's train of thought, that if our heart's good, we can, we can disobey God's law. So if I translate that to my marriage, that means I can go out with other women. I can ignore our wedding vows. I can come and go as I please, do what I want around the house, and it's all good. Because my wife knows my heart, man. She knows I love her. So it doesn't matter what I do, because she knows pass. You know that's garbage. And listen, if I would not behave that way towards my wife, why would I do that to God who sacrificed his son so I could be reconciled to him? It does not work that way. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. You think he and the father have different commandments? You know they don't. He said, I and the Father are one. God doesn't have multiple personality disorder. He is Adonai and he changes not. Tattoos and, and different types of cuttings are traced back to tons of different pagan rituals and worship practices. Think about the prophets of Baal. Right? They're, they're crying out to Baal, crying out to him, and he's not answering. So they start cutting on themselves. That's where these things have their roots. Anyway, as I said, this is not intended to condemn anyone who has tattoos. I've got ink. It is intended, though, to warn against getting tattoos in the future. It's like if, if I or someone preaches against divorce, it's not to condemn someone who is divorced, but it is to prevent future divorces. God says he hates it. And God said we're not to get these markings. No tattoo marks. The scripture says not to do that to ourselves. And I know of no scripture that contradicts this or that validates going to get a tattoo. And so here's the thing. If, if we cannot be convinced by the scriptures that something is good to do, if we can't be convinced by the scriptures, then we cannot do it in faith. That which is not of faith is sin. I appreciate you giving me time here. I'm not trying to beat anybody up. As I said, I'm not trying to condemn anyone. I'm just trying to get the word out there. As I see the whole of scripture, again, as I said, I've got ink. If you've got ink, 
you've got it. I don't think that you need to go get a skin graft or go get, you know, the laser removal done. It's there. That's fine. Move forward in your life. And I'll tell you for myself, there is still temptation there. I still have a desire to get more. As weird as that may sound to some people, I do. But I know I cannot do it in faith. I can't. I do not want to dishonor God. So I don't. And is it that big of a deal to me at the end of the day? No. No. I'm giving up nothing. I'm giving up nothing when I consider all that he has done for me. I appreciate your time. Thank you for giving me a listen. Again, this episode, the needle and the damage done. But God is good. God is merciful. God is faithful. He is just. And he is full of amazing grace. And I'm grateful for it because I've done some stuff before knowing him and after knowing him. And he reveals his grace and mercy to me through Messiah Yeshua. And what did Yeshua say? Go and sin no more. Thanks again for your time. Please, as always, study to show yourself approved of God. I'm just a beggar who found bread and once other beggars know where I found it. And that bread is the bread of life. Messiah Yeshua, Christ Jesus. Go out and give him heaven. <laughs>